and we are live. So good morning, everyone out there. Good morning, good morning. If you're watching in Facebook land, good morning. Happy Saturday to you. If you're out there on the YouTube universe, happy Saturday to you as we are live casting uh, simultaneously to both Facebook and YouTube. So I wanna welcome you to the Coffee with Rhonda show where we bring together coaches, leaders, entrepreneurs. Uh, and really what we do here is we discuss the ups and downs of creating a successful career or business. You know, we all go through those growing pains and those challenges. This is a time to just sit down, let down your hair a little bit, grab a cup, and have a conversation about it. So before we introduce the rest of our guests and co-hosts, there's a few housekeeping items I wanna cover with you. Um, first of all, tell us your name and where you're watching from if you're out there and don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. Uh, and we also want you to be sure that you share the video. If you find anything valuable in this conversation today, like and share the video um, and don't forget to comment because we'll pull you into the conversation. Hopefully you're watching from either um, coffeewithrhonda.com or coffeewithrhondashow.com so we can see your comments and we'll bring those into the conversation. Now, as we go ahead and get ready to get started, quick round of introductions. My name is Rhonda Y. Williams and I'm the host of the show. I am an emotional intelligence strategist and leadership coach. And what I do is I help leaders and organizations shift from overwhelmed to overjoyed, shift from stuck to unstuck so that they can get focused and really start creating the outcomes they want so that they are creating the business success that they wanna see or the career success. So that's a little bit about me and this morning. So let me just share with you all that I moved yesterday. And so I'm a little out of sorts this morning. It's a, things are a little bit crazy for me, but I was able to get up and have a cup of coffee. And so I have in my cup coffee and my coffee says, crabby till I get my coffee. It should say crabby until I unpack these boxes is what it should say. <laughs> but anyway, moving on, moving on right along. So we're going to go ahead and introduce our, our co-hosts and our guests now. And let's start with our wonderful guest that's joining us today, Mr. Wendell Graham. Good morning to you. You are our first male guest. <laughs> well, I am honestly honored. Uh, my name is Wendell Graham. And I am uh, originally from the beautiful city of Mobile, Alabama. I currently reside in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, now, I want to make sure that it's my turn because when you give a speaker the mic, you know, I just, you want me to just introduce myself? Is that what it is? Yes, yeah, just, just tell us who you are and what you do and then tell us what's in your cup. <laughs> okay. All right, very good. Uh-oh. All right, we can't hear you right now, Wendell. Nope. So folks out there, if you ever, all right, when you use technology, you know how this goes, right? You got the ups and the downs. So we'll get, all right, sure. We'll get Wendell. Wendell, we'll come right back to you for your introduction, okay? Let's go ahead and go to Roz. Roz, good morning, good morning. Wait, April's out there. April's saying good morning to everyone. So good morning, Miss Roz. Good morning, everybody. As you can see, I'm at work. 
And for those of you who are not familiar with me, and I can't believe that nobody would be, but in just in case, my name is Boss Jones. I'm the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaking companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. And in my cup today, I'm at my client's house, so she has a cup that I love. It's, it's Tigger, if you guys can see it, from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Tigger. <laughs> and yes. I, have, I have hibiscus tea in mine. Hibiscus. Ooh, Ooh delicious. That sounds delicious. All right. Well, yeah. let me just let me just move Mr. Uh, Window while we get him back. All right, Miss Moray, go right ahead and introduce yourself. Good evening to hello, you. Hello, hello, hello. It's evening on my side. This is Moray from Perth, Australia, and I'm really delighted to be here again. And I, as as you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm in the oil and gas industry, but converted myself into a coach and uh, I created the Murray Tilekima Global Leadership Organization, an organization that empower individual and help them to become the best that they can be and take control of their life and their result and success. So welcome everybody. Awesome. And what do you have in your cup? I have in my cup uh, ginger tea, so Ooh. that's what I'm, I'm taking before going to bed after the show. All right, ginger tea, that sounds lovely. So we've got coffee, hibiscus tea, and ginger tea, all delicious. So you guys out there, hey, Yolanda, good morning, good morning. Yolanda was our guest last week. She says good morning, and she's getting ready to get her coffee on with her MCT oil in it. Yes, mm -hmm. you remember that conversation. Patricia's yes. out there. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? Patricia and April, what do you guys have in your cup this morning? Uh, let us know what you're out there and what's, what you're drinking. And ladies, don't forget to share the video out there. All right, let's see if we can get our guest back. Mr. Wendell, hello. Back. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yes. All right. Good. Very good. Originally from Mobile, Alabama, currently reside in Huntsville, Alabama. I am, uh, some people call me a serial entrepreneur. And some people say that uh, you, I, you, in order to do that, you have to have multiple personalities. So I don't know. <laughs> There, but I'm into uh, construction. Of course, I'm a small business consultant. I'm a life coach, business coach. Uh, we have a transportation service here called Smart Ride uh, Barbershop and a beauty salon. So uh, you have to be the judge of whether or not you think that's a multiple personality. But I'm an entrepreneur in the, um, I, I just identified myself as being a service entrepreneur. I love serving. So that's why I'm always going towards something that's uh, helping other people. So I absolutely love that. That's my passion. That's my number one passion. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wendy. What you got in your cup? I have some coffee. I have some coffee. Wonderful. All right. Good stuff. So, uh, you know, as we go on and we're going to jump into our conversation today and our conversation today is about the competitive edge. So April says uh, she has Folgers coffee with French vanilla and hazelnut cream in her cup. Hi, Maria. Maria's out there. Maria says she's got lemon ginger mint tea brewed. Oh, she she didn't leave off the brew to perfection, right? <laughs> I love it, Maria. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining. Good morning, everyone. We're going to go ahead and start our conversation because I'm excited about this one. This conversation is about the competitive edge. 
right? And anytime you are competing with, um, even if you're only competing with yourself, because sometimes people say, well, I don't like to compete with others. Okay, even so, you're probably competing with yourself to push yourself to that next level, to do what you can do, to become your best self. So in terms of the competitive edge, we wanna talk about that today. Number one, what is the competitive edge? And then number two, how do you get to that competitive edge? Whether it's in your, you know, your industry, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are in career, and if you are climbing the corporate ladder, whatever that might be, how do you get to that competitive edge? And then how do you leverage that for success? So I'm going to start a little bit with the question of what is the competitive edge? And I want to just do a quick roundtable and go around uh, to all of you on this. What is, how do you define the competitive edge? Because I think as we um, go throughout our conversation, we want to sort of frame it to say, what, are, what do we mean when we say competitive edge? So talk to me a little bit about what you all think of when you hear that word and that term competitive edge, what does it mean to you? And, um, and Marae, let's start with you. When, you. when we talk about competitive edge, what is that? I mean, for me, uh... The competitive edge is what's giving you, uh, differentiate you from from anybody, and giving you the uh, basically. Uh, how do I how do I say that? I mean, making you more in a, advanced than anybody in your in your uh, niche or in your industry. Uh, you you can do things that people can't do or you are ahead of your time in, in certain areas. Uh, we see that in technology, people who are actually, you know, very competitive and and go with, and think ahead of sometimes their generation. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really what, you know, I see as competitive age, uh, really differentiate yourself from the, from the pack. Differentiating yourself mm -hmm. from the pack. Absolutely. And so, Wendell, when you hear about the term competitive edge, and um, and Shane's out there, Shane says, uh, what's up, y'all? And then we have uh, Patricia who says she's got chocolate mushroom coffee, which mm -hmm. I've never heard of, um, with liquid vanilla stevia. Very good, Patricia. Thank you so much, ladies. Don't forget to like and share the video, and then put type in your conversation. What does a competitive edge mean to you as when do we come to you? Okay, um, I have this slogan that, um, and I have put it on, I put it on t-shirts. I actually made a, an audio that I will not be outworked. I will not outworked. And what, what that means to me, and what I, what I explain to everybody, I will not be outworked, simply suggest that I will not be outworked. I'm competing with the person that I was yesterday. So I have to outwork that person that I was on yesterday. I'm not in competition with anyone else because for me, that's um, it's not a wise thing because every human being is unique. I can't do what you do, so I can't uh, uh, I can't compete with you in that sense. So I will not be outworked. I'm constantly monitoring my success, and my progress, my failures from yesterday, and and I say, you know what? I won't be outworked. I got to step it up a notch today. So uh, the competitive edge for me is to constantly grind, constantly outwork, study, and apply yourself, and that's what gives you the competitive edge. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Wendell. Woo! Outworking out and on that grind and on your hustle, Ron. What about you? When you think of having the competitive edge, uh, um, and especially for you, you know, in the market that you're in. 
in caring for others, people may not think that you need a competitive edge. But you know what? I think everyone needs a competitive edge. So what's yours and what does that mean to you? Mine is probably similar to Wendell's. I am uh, a workaholic. My dad always tells me, you work harder than any man that I know. So, I, you know, as far as being a worker, you know, working harder than the previous day, I'm, I totally agree with Wendell. Now, the other thing is for the business, as w when you hear me do my 30-second elevator pitch, I said we specialize in these services. Everybody doesn't give that type of service. So, I, you know, that's a competitive edge. And also, too, our competitive edge is that we do things that other companies won't do. You know, we take our patients out, uh, you know, to lunch. I call them field trips. You know, we take them shopping. We take them to get their hair done, their nails, uh, their hair cut. We take them just on a ride to go visit friends. So that's the competitive edge that my company gives that a lot of other home health care companies will not take that risk because they feel like you, um, it's, it's, it's too much of an insurance risk. But if you look at your insurance, you can do these things. But, you know, they want to charge extra. I don't charge extra for that. So that's my competitive edge. That's a part of our specialized caregiving is that we offer those services on a daily basis compared to my competitors. So I offer so, so the competitive edge is offering something that other companies don't offer, other companies don't do. And they know me for this. You know, even when I go live on, on Facebook page, they know that my client and I are going out to dinner. We're going to the, you know, to, to get our toes done or whatever. So that's my competitive edge. I'm doing things that my, that probably 80 or 90% of the companies similar to mine will not do. I love that. I love that because it's very specific and unique to you and what you do. And when I think of the competitive edge, I'm thinking if you have two folks offering a similar service, why should they choose you? If you're in the business industry or you're in the career and there are two people applying for the position, why should they choose you? Right. What sets you apart? What makes you different? What's that little extra that you're going to bring to the table? As Wendell said that they can't do what you do. But here's the question. Number one, do you know what that is? And then number two, are you able to leverage that effectively? so that you can really take yourself to the next level. You know, I feel like if I am, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I'm a serial entrepreneur. You know, I, 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 I've never thought about it as a personality disorder, uh, you know, multiple personalities. So now, now I have to rethink where I come from on that, right? But, you know, it's that thing where I try to bring just something a little bit extra to everything that I do. And as I think about it, in each of my industries and each of those areas, Wendell, that you are in and Roz that you are in and Marae that you're in, you've got to think about each of those industries and define your competitive edge in each of those, right? So mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's really becoming that expert, that knowledge mm -hmm. that you will not be outworked, as you say, you will not be out hustled in your industry. So let's talk about how you get there to that competitive edge. Because I think that first you have to identify what's happening around you. What is your niche, your market, your people? Mm -hmm. You know, you're going for that job. And so I'm talking from two perspectives because our clients, our, our audience are 
people who are professionals in careers and they are climbing the corporate ladder and doing that thing. But then we also have those who are entrepreneurs building their businesses. So go with me on both ways here. So if you're in a career, what sets you apart from that other person? So what are some things that you can do in the um, in the career world in order to leverage your competitive edge, in order to really set yourself apart from others? I know for me, one of the greatest assets I think that I ever took to any position was flexibility. You know, flexibility and being able to be nimble and to be able to be uh, to adjust to change without a lot of you know moaning and groaning and fussing about it or whatever. You know, I kind of feel like, hey, bring it on. Whatever we need to do, that's what we're gonna do. We'll make it happen, right? And I cannot tell you how well that has served me in my career. Just demonstrating flexibility. And um, and so, what are some things that you all think might be a good idea to build, strengthen, enhance, or leverage in the career world for people seeking those types of advancements? So, um, Marie, let's come to you first. What do you feel um, is some ways that people can use that competitive advantage in the career world? I think the first thing you need you need to know, I mean, yourself. You need to know the skills that you have. You need to know, you know, the gap that you 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 need to fill. And then based on that, see how you can bring, you know, the, the right value. Yeah, I mean, looking at your niche, looking at your industry, and, and really maintain, you know, the momentum of uh, um, bringing, you know, uh, learning new skills and, and going the extra mile. Because at, at the end of the day, it's always about bringing value. Yeah. And what's going to bring, what's going to really, you know, differentiate yourself from anybody or give you the competitive edge is the value that you bring on the table. Do you bring more value than, you know, people around you? And how do you, you know, how do you uh, serve people? How do you make sure that you um, you solve their problems? Because that's that's really the most important thing for 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 them. And for you, it's also uh, how do you fit into this industry and how do you exceed? You know what what you what you what you what in what you do. And, and I think that's that's a good one. And it goes with also branding yourself, which means it's a full package um, going from uh, your hard work, specialize yourself, but also be able to communicate well, you know, what you what you, what you are, what you bring and what you're, you're all about so right. that people clearly see. Uh, your value and understand that uh, you know you are really the person that they're looking for as far mm -hmm. as you know um, compet competition is concerned if you're competing for something a right. position or, uh, or or a market or, or something different it depends of the really of the the industry where you are I love that. And you said something that I think that's really important. And, and what, I'm going to come to you next because I also want to talk about is it different between men and women? Do women do that and men do that a little bit differently? Because I know a lot of women who don't show up fully confident in what they are bringing to the table. Therefore, they are not able to effectively communicate what they're bringing to the table. But the one thing that I want to touch on is you said uh, you talked about really going the extra mile and bringing value. And I know I've, most of you have probably read um, 
thinking grow rich by napoleon hill and what does mm -hmm. he talk about in there he talks about doing more than you're getting paid for right? if you're just showing up at work if you're just you know getting the pay mm -hmm. rent, doing what you need to do because quote this is your job and this is your exactly. job that's not bringing a whole a lot of extra value and frankly as mm -hmm. an employer i can get anybody to do that right mm -hmm. I can get anybody to show up and just get the paycheck and do their job. The question is, how are you going to set yourself apart? What are you going to do differently? So as we're having this conversation, if you're out there listening, talk to us about your competitive edge. How do you show up and how do you bring forward, you know, sort of that differentiator? So people are looking at you going, this is exactly what I need. So Wendell, um, what do you think, you know, in terms of how people can use this um, what they can do to show their competitive edge in the business. And then do you think men and women do that differently? And that's a great question because, um, uh, of course, the, the name of my company is Slight Edge. And I believe this is my philosophy. I believe that all people, and uh, that's a broad sweeping statement, but all people have about 80% of what they need. It's that 20% that we're missing. And in business, we do something that's called a comprehensive need assessment. And I'm, I'm sure, Roz, if you're in business, you, you know you have to do a need assessment to find out what's actually needed in order to move forward. It's very comprehensive in, in detail. But I believe a lot of people don't uh, rely on experts to help them uncover what it is that they need in order to be successful in life. In other words, if you look at it this way, there are people out there with way more talents than I have way more gifts, way more abilities. But what is it about them that that uh, keeps them stagnant? And it's that 20%. Maybe they don't have a good habit in the morning of, of being disciplined. Whatever that 20% is, sometimes you need an expert to come in to help you uh, uncover and discover what those things are to, to help you move forward. So you have 80% of what you need. That's the, That's God gave you that, you know? We're the workmanship of God. You came with a skill. You came with gifts. You came with abilities. You came to the planet with that. But it's that 20%. What are you not doing? And that's the key. And sometimes it's the implementation of what you're not doing that makes all the difference in the world. What if you got up an hour early in the morning? What if you stayed up an hour late? For example, during this, uh, this, this, nation, this uh, pandemic, this shutdown, there are two types of people. There are people who, who's preparing, who's studying. I'm better than I was before. I'm, yeah. I'm studying things. I'm finding out things about me. For example, I didn't know that I love videography so much or animation. I did not know that. And so I became obsessed with learning all of the little parts and moving parts of it. That gives me the, the, the slight edge when this thing is over with, I'll be able to do some other things. Now, in terms of your question about men and women, men and women, I don't necessarily um, look at it as, as a, a gender thing, you know, I, I think that we make ourselves available and we're all, we're all affected by something in our lives. And that can, that could have happened when we were two years old, three, you know, it, it, you never know, but what are we doing to try to find out uh, what's stopping us, what's blocking us. And so when we take that proactive, proactive uh, approach to finding out what's blocking us, then that's when we will get the help that we need. Make yourself available. Find out, realize there, and, and I'll turn the mic over to you after this statement here, but check this out. Um, when you make yourself available, it's for those people who are praying and asking God 
and saying, you know what, if you send me somebody, I, you know, if I had somebody to help me do this, if I had somebody, it's our job to be able to identify when that person shows up. The average person is looking for a knight in shining armor, but it may some, be somebody that's taking out the trash. So <laughs> we made sure that when we pray and ask for something that we are vigilantly watching and making sure that we recognize it when that, when that thing shows up. Yes. Wow. That's I love that. I love that because sometimes we are we're asking, but we're not really paying attention to what we're receiving because we have been so um, we create this block around exactly what it looks like, but it may come a little bit differently. It may come in a little bit different time. And so if you're just tuning in, you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. We've got our amazing guest today, and we're really talking about the competitive edge, what it looks like, how you use it, you know, how you use it to take yourself to the next level. Um, and, and before we come to you, Roz, as I think about the competitive edge, you know, I think about those little things. Um, and, and this goes back to what you were speaking to, Wendell. It's not always the big, huge things that you can do, but it's the little slight things, the extra hour that you're putting in at the end, at the beginning of the morning and at the end of every day. Um, I, I'll have to be honest. I'm taking this um, this business course right now that is literally kicking my butt. I will tell you, listen, I've been doing business for a long time and this course has got me on my toes. I am like, whoo. Okay, and so you know what I did? I had to adjust my schedule. I had to make sure that I was putting everything in it so that I could get everything out of it. So I am now getting up an hour, hour and a half early in the morning so that I can spend time on my reading assignments, my schoolwork. It's that competitive edge. I wanna be the best version of me. I don't need to compete with you, but I absolutely wanna be pushing myself to the next level because I just am that person, right? I wanna rise to the occasion. I wanna be all I can be that because that's who I think that we were born to be. I think that's why we're put here on this earth. So if you're out there, what's your competitive edge? Have you defined it? Do you know what it looks like? And Roz, for you, do you think that there's a difference between men and women? Because I kind of do, just because not so much because it's really a gender thing, but just because of the way that we communicate and the, the way that we show confidence in our different environments. Um, and, you know, you obviously can't put everybody in the box, but I know a lot of women who don't show up confidently and they don't really haven't defined competitive edge. Competitive edge, I don't need that. I just need to come do what I need to do. No, you need to know what your competitive edge is. That's what you need to know. So, Roz, what do you think? I think that... Um, in some areas, men are stronger in competitive edge, and then in some areas, women are stronger in competitive edge. And so, we, you know, like you said, we can't put everybody in, in, in one basket. Now, when it comes sometimes to the fellas really sticking together, the fellas stick together and can get that competitive edge. Sometimes with us women, we get a little um, sometimes um, competitive, you know, in groups. You know, I don't want her to do better or, you know, you know, you don't want to help the next woman get to the next level in that competitive edge. So that's sometimes the differences I see, not all the time, but sometimes um, so far as the competitive edge for me, I'm going to give you a perfect example of today. My client was out of some items in her refrigerator, right? I could have easily called her daughter and said, hey, can you get Instacart or somebody to bring it in, da, 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 da so on and so forth. But I was on my way here and I passed up five grocery stores. Why would I call her, tell her to order it? And I'm passing five grocery stores. That's a competitive edge. 
when you do when you do things that other people won't do that's a competitive edge okay mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that you do and then also another competitive edge that I did when I came into the business, I worked for my competition. I worked for the competition because I wanted to see what they were doing to make sure that I wouldn't do it when I opened up my company. So I worked for my competition um, at least three years even before I opened up my business. So then I knew exactly you know, what to do, what not to do, you know, uh, how I would, particularly how I was going to pay. And, and that was a big thing because I said I didn't want to pay people a ridiculous low salary and you still have to go out and get food stamps. You still have to go out and be on TANF or welfare or whatever. I want to pay you enough money to where you can live a decent job. So right. those are some of my competitive edges. I, I worked for my competition, you know, things like going to the grocery store pick that stuff up, you know, just like Wendell said, th- th- that little extra step. What is that extra step that you're doing? Are you doing the bear? Because if you're doing the bear, you're going to get bear results. Right. If you do that extra, you're going to get some 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 phenomenal return on investment. You know, what is my return on investment going to be because I went to the grocery store? I don't know. Is it because I was able to make her happy, save time for the family? It's all worth it then. It's all worth it in the end. So that's the competitive edge for me. That's awesome, Roz. I love that. And so April's out there. April says, tell it. And then we got a long post alert. Look at Maria's really, really long post. I'm going to leave this up here just for a second, Maria. But I love what you're saying here, that um, whatever you bring to the market as your competitive edge will soon be copied. Those are facts. Deliver extraordinary service. Address pain points. I love, I love, love, love that because that's really what it's all about. And so as we talked about, you know, delivering that service and and one of the things I think is important and Roz, you touched on that is knowing your competition, right? If you don't know what others are doing, whether you think of them a competition or not, there are other people who are providing a similar service, right? So even if you don't call them a competitor, what are they doing? What's working for them? What are they not doing? Where's the gap? Are you a person that feels like you were able to step into that gap and fill it? I'll give you another example for me personally, in terms of doing emotional intelligence and and teaching emotional intelligence to both individuals, leaders, and organizations. So we, this term emotional intelligence came out and ended up being this big buzzword, right? And then, um, but there was a struggle that I noticed and that was the ability to break it down to a very practical level. What does it mean when I drive out of my driveway in the morning and I get stuck in in traffic? What does emotional intelligence mean for me then? What does it mean when I show up at the office and my colleague or my coworker is really having a bad day and they're saying some things they shouldn't say to me? What does emotional intelligence mean for me then? So my competitive edge is being able to take emotional intelligence and make it as simple as possible to make it a way that you can apply it to your life practically every single day in very easy, simple terms. That's where I developed the UCR advantage. So that's my competitive age edge. But unless I knew what my competitors were doing, I would not have known that that was a gap, right? That that was a void that I could step up and that I could feel. So wherever you are, you've got to determine what is the competitive edge? What are you trying to bring? I love what Marie says earlier. You got to know who you are in this process, right? So so as we think about um, the competitive edge, 
Are there anything, um, any specific strategies or tactics that you would advise uh, so that people can really begin to understand that competitive edge? One of them, um, I, I was thinking about this earlier as I was thinking about our conversation. And I thought, so if I'm advising folks on how to really um, sort of get that competitive edge and focus and really start to use that, the one thing that one thing that I would advise is your um, your um, the need to manage stress. And here's why I say that you've got to manage stress because stress makes you crazy, right? You don't quite think as clearly as you could or should. And if you have things that are clogging your ability to really process things in the very logical way then that is distorting your competitive edge, right? That might be blocking your competitive edge. How can you do that if you're not tuned in, as um, Abraham Hicks would say, tuned in, tapped in, turned on, right? How are you going to do that? So mm -hmm. I'd say in order to really try to identify your competitive edge, you've got to be able to manage the stress of your business, your career, or the industry that you're in. That's one way. What are some other ways that people can really start to tune into their competitive edge and some strategies where they can identify that competitive edge for themselves? So Wendell, what, are, what do you think um, would be some things that you could advise others on? Always put yourself in challenging situations. You know, that really brings fight in you. You really don't know what you can do until you're in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. I have to res um, refer back to the situation that we're in right now. Um, a lot of people are realizing that they're not going back to their jobs. You know, um, they are, the skin is starting to clear up, you know, the hair is starting to grow long. They're, uh, they're not, you know, they're not stressed out. They realize that that stress situation was working as opposed to for them. And sometimes you have to put yourself in a challenging situation to, to, to bring out that fight. You know, that's what it is, it's resiliency. So always put yourself in a situation where you have to fight. You know, back in, you, you, you've heard this saying before, you know, uh, uh, don't burn your bridge. Don't burn your bridge, but excuse me, one second. <coughs> but there's, there's another story, there's another part to that story of don't burn your bridge. It's actually, it comes from the time of war when they would go over the bridge and the general would burn the bridge behind them. Yeah. The only thing they could do on the other side is fight. Ah, those are the only two options. But when they, the, retreating was not an option. Retreating is not an option. The only thing you have to do is decide once. Make the commitment and decide once. Make See, most of us, we won't, we won't make a commitment. We're scared to make a commitment. But what we'll do is we say, hey, Wendell Graham, do you want to be on my show? And I said, well, let me see. Let I'll, I'll get back with you. But we don't want to make the commitment because we want to give ourselves a loophole and to, to get out of things. Make the commitment, burn the bridge. You're either going to fight or die. But retreating is not an option. Don't give yourself the easy way out. So how do you develop that competitive edge? Uh, I love what, what uh, uh, Ra said. She said, work for the competition. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you have to find out what your competition is doing. It's easily discovered anyway. It's going to, you know, um, um, what what'd you say? You said uh, about McDonald's and Burger King and all of these other places. What differentiates, what distinguishes one from the other? Right. You can't do it like I do. The colonel says he has a, a 30 something original herbs and spices. You know? <laughs> so you can't do chicken like him. So 
Number one, put yourself in difficult situations, challenges situations. Don't take the easy route. Put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to figure this thing out. If you're studying that business course, there are things that's, uh, that's, that's shocking you about how you're going to figure this out. But at the end of the day, you figure it out and you celebrate yourself because when we're born, you have to think about it this way. And I'm turning the mic over. You have to think about it this way. When you were born, you knew nothing. When you were born into this world, you knew absolutely nothing. Everything that you know right now, you had to learn. So that should really be a testament to our ability. If you apply yourself, you can learn anything. And that's what this this downtime has given me and millions of other people. We're realizing that we can learn things that we never thought we could learn. Wow. I love that, Wendell. We can learn things that we never thought we could learn. We can yeah. do things we never thought we could do. Although, I'll tell you what, if I go across that bridge and somebody's burning it behind me, I may have to think once or twice about that. I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, are you do the, Okay, listen, we're all committed to this. Do we not burn the bridge and the boats and all of that stuff too, right? Don't, go, don't go back. Don't go back. All right. I, I get it. So um, Maria's out there. Maria says the competitive advantage is what makes you better than the competition in your customer minds. Thinking from their perspective. Okay. We got to talk about that. Maria, thank you for that point because you know what? It's a great part that we've got to bring into the conversation. And she says she loves this topic because you know what we have talked about from their perspective. Right, we've been talking from our perspective, but how do you know what your customer believes? Um, you know, sh should be your competitive advantage. Do you know? How do you find that out? If you are starting a business, you're an entrepreneur. You're really putting yourself out there, right? A lot of people are investing their life savings and deciding because their hair is growing and nails are getting longer and skin's clearing up because they're lost. They they've lost all that stress. They're not going back to work. Okay, that's a huge decision. But what does your customer believe mm -hmm. uh, should be your competitive um, advantage and, and the competitive edge? So, Marae, what what do you think? How do we figure that out? Yeah, and, and I think you're right to ask this question because, especially as entrepreneur, a lot of of us start. I mean, I I, I did I, I make the same mistake. Is you look at things from your perspective and you don't really think about who you're gonna actually sell the service or the product to. And at the end of the day, it's about them because you trying to. Uh, solve a problem that actually impacting them. So it's important that you know exactly what they want and how they want it to be delivered to you. And, th and I think that's where branding is coming in because yeah. they need to understand, you know, as a brand, are you able to, to really serve uh -huh. them and to bring, you know, the, to, to bring a solution to their problem. And you need this constant feedback, talking to them, and uh, understanding really, you know, what what they, they're looking for, and then adapt your service to serve them and to and to deliver this uh, what they, they really want. Right. Because otherwise, you know, it's it's very it's very difficult. You start because you start a business and then you just realize, oh, nobody is actually, you know, you have no client, you have nothing. And yet, you know, you, you deliver the perfect product with, you know, everything, talk to specialists to, to do that. 
but then you know you you are not actually speaking to any niche or any industry and you 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 you, re you realize that you know at the end of the day it's not working so right. it's really important to understand what is your niche define your niche and understand you know the problems that you need to solve in this niche and then adapt your product or your service uh, to that Oh my gosh, we got some great comments, guys. Let's bring these in. Maria is out there. Maria, you are on the roll, and I love that you gave us this, this thing to think about in terms of, that's why your comments are so valuable and important to us, because it's really about our conversation together. Maria says people often make the mistake of thinking their business is about them. I cannot tell you yes. how entrepreneurs and business owners are all like, it's me, 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 it's my passion, it's my purpose, mm -hmm. yeah, I love this, and it's like, well, what? Can we talk about your customer for a minute? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Are you delivering it? And you'll know if you're delivering it because they'll be buying it. If you're not getting sales, if they're not buying it, then maybe there's a tweaking that needs to be made, right? Maybe mm -hmm. we need to do more listening. Maybe we need to go through the process of studying and understanding and research. Listen, everybody wants to run out and follow their passion. Mm -hmm. but do we do the work behind it, right? Do we do that evaluation like um, Wendell was saying earlier? Um, so April is saying, uh, study, your uh, study your competition, learn from them, and apply yourself to do it better with your vision of the business. It doesn't matter if it's 10 of them out there, there is still room for you. And Mario says, hey, Mario, Lewis, how are you? Mario says, service is the price we pay for the space we occupy. Absolutely. So what is that space? Know what your customers want, figure that out, do the work, but that comes from really learning and understanding them. And Roz, how did you, how did you, so you work for the competition and that's how you identified some of it. How else do you listen to your customers on a regular basis and incorporate that into your business? Well, even, even before we come into the house, we do an assessment and Wendell had talked about that earlier. In the assessment, you get a lot of information, a lot. You know, they tell you what they expect, what they want. They even tell you what the other companies won't do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, if you just put two or three questions out there and sit and listen and just be quiet and take notes, you get more information sometimes in the assessment than you would in the survey. So a lot of times the, the, the customer tells you, we, we have to do an assessment anyway in healthcare. It's, it's, it's mandatory. You know, you know, what's wrong with the patient? You know, what do they need? What are your expectations? And now, you know, this is what we can do or this is what we can't do. And so if it's something that I can't do, I listen and, I, and then I will outsource them. Listen to what I'm saying. If I can't do it, I outsource them to another agency that has more skills than what we have. I'm not running after the dollar and knowing that I can't provide the correct service and a safe service because that's wrong. I keep a list of 10 other agencies that, that can provide the skills to the next level that I can. Right. Okay, so that's important. But the thing is, you have to do an assessment at the beginning. You have to listen to what they need. They tell you. If you can meet it, yes, I can meet it. It, it matches a you know apple to apple, orange to orange. If you listen and you know you can't do it, no, it's okay to say no. Outsource where you're weak in their gaps. I'm gonna say that again. Outsource where you are weak and there are gaps. Don't try to do something you can't 
do. Nothing is wrong with referring. And you know what? A lot of my, a lot of people say, well, Rosa, I, I didn't know you would do that. Why wouldn't I? Why would I risk the safety of my employees and the safety of your loved one? And I know that my employees are not trained to do that. Wow. I love that. It makes so much sense, Roz. And you're right because there's a fear, right? So we haven't talked about the fear component of not feeling like you can everything in your business. You're supposed to be the expert. I should be able to do it all. So then you, based on that fear, let it lead you down the path that causes you to do something that in effect could damage your brand, could hurt your brand. Because now they're looking at you going, well, that didn't go well, right? And and why did you do this anyway? So um, Mar- uh, Mario said that our pay is proportionate with the need for what we do, our ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing us. So let's talk about that as we pick up one and bring our, our um, audience comments into this, help us drive this conversation. Because the difficulty there is in replacing us, I love that. Because we all think, you know, there are a lot of things out there. I'm going to come up and I'm going to come to you, Wendell, and ask you about that. The difficulty in replacing us and how that contributes to our competitive edge. Maria says most folks market with how uh, with how great they are instead of customer-centric marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's where our comfort zone is. And if I don't know what my customer wants, what do I know? I know what I want. <laughs> I know what I like. So I market based on that instead of the customer, right? April says she agrees. And then Maria says, on point, Roz, you must be willing to share as there is plenty for all of us. Absolutely. So let's go back to Mario's comment. And Wendell, his, he says that that um, a, a part of it is the difficulty there is in replacing us. How does that contribute to the competitive edge? Yes, that, it's that, that really goes back to me to that 20%. Um, uh-huh. when, you're, when you know what your 20%, when you know what you're good at, let's put it that way, when you know what you're good at, um, for example, t- attention to detail. If you're the type of person who, who uh, pays attention to detail and you're not going to let that thing go out in this, until it's to your standards, until it may look good to everybody else, but you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to let this go out until it's to my standards. Once again, Ross said something. She was driving to work and she passed a couple of grocery stores and she said, you know what? What sense would it make for me to do that when I could just stop by myself? You see, that's the thing that makes the difference you, because what it does, it puts you in a position that you're a valuable asset. It could have delayed the process. It could, that person could have been suffering from, and if I understood what she was saying, that person could have been suffering from um, a health issue where they needed the food, such as diabetes, that could have dr- drastically affected them. So um, how being replaced, it's an individual thing. I know what I'm good at, but I also know what I'm not good at. And let me make this point. Let me drive this point home because that's a very excellent point. When I'm doing a comprehensive need assessment or I'm interviewing somebody, whether it's for coaching or if I'm going to emcee an event or I'm going to speak at an event, there are two interviews taking place. You are interviewing me and I am interviewing you. Let me say that again. You're interviewing me and I am interviewing you. And at the end of that interview, I may make a decision that I am not the person for you. I'm not the person to do this. Some people have unrealistic expectations, especially in coaching. They say, well, you know what, Mr. Graham, I would love to make a million dollars in a year. And you know what I say? Me too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I would. 
but you know, you, we have to make sure that we are the person that can fuel their dream, that can get them to where they want to go. I asked the question, how much did you make last year? Well, 30,000. Well, this year you want to make a million. Let's see it. I'm not the person to help you get there the way that you think, not in one year, because if that was the case, I would help everybody do that. So we have to be an irreplaceable um, uh, in my world is I'm attention. I'm a, I pay attention to detail. I want to know what the customer needs. I want to make sure that I'm doing a, what you are expecting me to do. I don't want to do my own thing because you, this is a la carte. You have goals, dreams, and aspiration, things that you want to accomplish. I may not be the person, Ross said, you may have to outsource it in construction. We say sub it out, you know, sub it out to another company that can do it. But uh, we want to make sure that we are the person who can actually facilitate what the client needs. I love that, Wendell. Thank you so much. Facilitating what the client needs is a really important piece. And, and you can't do that unless you know what that is, unless you know what they want, unless you know what their goals are, what their hopes are. So we're going to uh, start to sort of wrap up and wind down our conversation. But, you know, I, I, it just sort of dawned on me that, that Roz, you were talking about in, in the clinical world, we do assessments. Those assessments are critical. And honestly, I assess everything everywhere all the time. It doesn't matter. I could walk into a new organization and getting ready to do the workshop. And what am I doing? I'm assessing who's in the room. What's the mood in the room? You know, sort of getting people's expectations, seeing if you can get them to unlock a little bit, to open up a little bit. Right. So that assessment is giving me information. As you sit at, as I go and get a cup of coffee and I have a conversation with someone and they say, well, boy, we got a lot of work to do. I really didn't want to be sitting in here for because sometimes my workshops are eight hours. I really didn't want to be sitting in here all day. Oh, huh? what is that? That's information. That's information that I can use and leverage throughout the rest of the time. So knowing what your customer wants, every new coaching client, I'm like you, Wendell, I, I, I want to know who they are, what their goals are, what they're, you know, I also need to assess the mindset. Because let me tell you something, if you're going to work with me, you're going to be ready to do the work because I can't do it for you. So I love Trevor Otts, right? Trevor Otts always used to say, I can't kill your bear. You got to kill your own bear. Right. So, you know, you have to be willing to put in the work. The question for all of you out there, are you willing to put into work to build that competitive edge, to strengthen your competitive edge so that it really it becomes the differentiator? If you walk in, if, it, if you have a business and you're being evaluated up against another business and you can't clearly say what sets you apart, why you are special, why you are standing out, then I say do some work on the, your competitive edge. You know, really get that clear and defined so that you know who you are. Let's start our roundtable um, wrap up. You know, I love this conversation on the competitive edge because I think it just causes us to think a little bit differently about some things. Mario says it's attention to detail pays dividends on all fronts. Absolutely, it absolutely does. And it's no different here, being able to define your niche as as uh, Marae said, right? Understanding who your audience is, knowing what their needs are as Maria so aptly got us thinking about what is our client and customer need and being able to share that effectively. Mm -hmm. right? So as we wrap up this conversation, what are your last thoughts and what do you wanna share with the audience out there on the competitive edge? and whether it's how they use it, a strategy for building it. Um, but we know that in business and in your career, 
definitely need the competitive edge. So Roz, I'm going to start with you. So far as for, you know, competitive edge, the big thing is the assessment and listening. I want to, I want to um, talk about Wendell Graham for a little bit. I recently saw Wendell in Greensville, South Carolina. Wendell came into a room really not knowing anybody and he assessed the room and he was able to see when when the levels were kind of you know going like this or going like that he was able to he was able to facilitate that and keep people's attention so he has that gift of recognizing when he's losing a client or when the client is not paying attention or if i'm not giving the correct attention to that client Wendell has Wendell has that gift so we also have to have that gift too in assessments once the assessment is over and we have the client, can we recognize when that client is not doing well? Can we recognize when that client is having a bad day? Can we recognize that? And that's a part of the competitive edge. We got the client, but how do you keep the client? Can you recognize when things are going wrong? I just wanted to say that once you get the client, you have to maintain that constant um, line of communication to keep the client. Once you get them, you just don't say, okay, I got them and I turn away. You have to keep in contact, you have to keep in communication with that client, that open line of communication, whether it's good or bad, you have to keep an open line of communication and know when something is going wrong. And, and that's why I talked about Wendell because Wendell has, Wendell just has that gift. And I wish I had it. So some days I get it and some days I miss, you know, I miss it. But that, you know, th that is the big thing is to recognize, to recognize, um, when something is going wrong with your client, because when you lose a client, it's hard to get them back. Oh yeah, for sure. Line of communication open. If you lose them, it's hard to get them back. But I'm gonna turn the mic over, as Wendell Graham says. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So I'm gonna come to Marie next in just a second, and Wendell, we're gonna close with you so that you're uh, you have an opportunity to tell folks, you know, how they can learn and follow you and you know, learn more about what you do and connect with you on social media uh, at the end of our, our conversation. But I think that's such an important point, Roz, that you've got to be um, tuned in. So here's a, a great example yesterday. So I moved yesterday, and if you guys are tuning in late, you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show, and we're having a conversation today about the competitive edge. And I moved yesterday and everything. I feel a little out of sorts. You know, I managed to settle myself down enough to do this broadcast and have a cup of coffee this morning. But the move itself was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Why was the move beautiful? The move was beautiful because the company that I hired was amazing. They were amazing. They were led. They, it was a four-man crew that was led by a 21-year-old. And I didn't know he was 21 until the end of the move where he said, yep, talking to a 21-year-old. I was like, get out. Really? This, this kid was rocking. He had his crew rocking. They were on it. And, and I said, you guys are really doing a nice job. He said, thank you so much, man. We do our best every single time. That's our goal. He just kept saying that throughout the entire thing. We do our best. At the end of the move, he came and he said, we're about done. Is there anything else you need done? So I did a quick trip through the, the house we were leaving, a couple of things I needed them to do. Oh, no problem, man. We'll take care of that right away. We got here to the new house. He said, okay, we're finished. We're ready to go. Is there anything else you need? And I said, well, he said, would you like us to move this over here? This might be a little bit better. I said, yeah, well, that's a great idea. Sure, that'd be awesome. He was suggesting extra things that he could do for me 
at the end. And at the very end, he said, is there anything else you need? I don't want you to feel like you need to rearrange things or move something. You know what? Guess who I'm calling next time I need something? I am calling this young man and his crew because his extra and my last move from Florida was horrible. It was horrible. So, you know, his edge was his ability to try to service me as completely as he could. Ooh, that came out weird. You know what I meant by that. <laughs> you know what I meant by that. But, you know, he wanted to go the extra mile and do all that he could, right? And so for me, the next time I need someone, I am going to think of him. I call, That's one of the things that I think of when I think of the competitive edge. So, Moray, your last comments for, you know, what would you would suggest as a strategy or just your takeaways on this conversation? My takeaway in that conversation is that uh, behind um, uh, beyond the competitive edge, there's an, an investment. So it's an investment in time and an investment in money as well. So you have to invest time to understand, uh, understand yourself, but understand, like I said, your market, understand how you can uh, bring a solution to a problem into, into an industry, into a market, and how you can fill the gap. So if you, if you can, and if you can't, get, get the, the right skills, uh, and which means investing money, investing time to fill this gap and be able to, to, to really be the person and position yourself for, 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 to provide this service or to provide this, this product. And, uh, and one thing that I, uh, I really encourage people is to just go out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. and, and, and get, to get, get and talk to people, understand what they need, understand what are their problems so that you can actually position yourself. And if you can, if you can't, uh, work with a team, uh, like we said, outsource, find somebody around you who can partner with you or that you can, you can, you can bring in to be able to be, you know, the person or the, uh, the partnership that can actually bring this bring this solution on, on, the, on the table for, for the person. So it's, uh, it's something that we, we need to do all the time. I mean, we, it's, uh, it's a natural process that we have to go through. Mm -hmm. we, we, sh we should always try to improve ourselves and we should always try to see how we can bring solution to, uh, to people in our niche or in, in, uh, in the area that we really want to, to have an influence in. I love that. I, I really love that. Um, and Mario says, awesome show and information. Thank you for tuning in, Mario. It's great to see you out there. Services, the price he paid for the space he occupied. I love it. And then finally, only in discomfort do we grow. Listen, we can do a whole show and probably should on the comfort zone, but it's not your friend is what I like to say. The comfort zone is not your friend. You need to, it might be warm and cozy and all of that, but there is no growth happening in the comfort zone. You have to get out. So um, as we uh, move to Mr. Window, before we move to Mr. Window, though, I want to do our post-production shot. And if you're out there, don't forget to share the video, like us, join the conversation, tell us what's in your cup. So everybody's got to hold up their cup so that I can get a good shot on the video. I got to get the shadow out of my face. All right, this will be it. Marae, you got your coffee cup? 
Yeah, I got my coffee. All right, hold your cup up. All right, this will be our post-production shot. Thanks, guys. Good, good one. All right, fantastic. So, Mr. Window, thank you. We're coming to you for your last comments and thoughts on this conversation. Yes. Um, in over the past 17 years, I've learned gambits. And a, a gambit is a term used in chess, which positions you to win. One of the gambits is uh, ask a question, make a connection, and go in that direction. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. A question, make a connection, and go in that direction. It's very important that you understand what your moves are in business and in, in your career as a professional. Um, there's a, a relationship and communications expert by the name of Tony Alexandra. And Tony Alexandra says that communication takes place on three levels simultaneously. Now, I could talk all day on this one, but I'll wrap it up. <laughs> it takes place on three levels simultaneously, visually, verbally, and vocally. Visually, you have to make sure that uh, you look the part. You have to make sure that you represent what you say you represent, you know. Uh, so visually, you have to make sure that you look the part. Verbally, you have to make sure that you use uh, the right words, you know, understand the language in the industry. Uh, I just listened to a, uh, a press conference. Maybe it was a presidential press conference, and there were some very controversial things said by someone who's not in the medical field, but I won't say any names. But you have to understand, make sure you're using the right words. If that's not your area, hey, let somebody else handle that. And vocally, you have to make sure that you use the, the right vocal variety, the right pitch, pause, intonation, inflections. Some, you have to make sure <clears throat> that you're, you're expressing yourself in the right way. So in this business, you have to make sure that you understand what your 20% is. What makes you you? What makes you good? Roz, I'm going to send you a check. I'm going to send you a check. <laughs> you always going to say that, Wendell. Yeah, I was five nine when this started, but I think I'm gonna have a five ten day. I feel a tall day coming up. <laughs> but, but, but I appreciate this, and I'm so honored to be here. I don't want to uh, uh, take too much time, but I, I just want to say this: is that there's somebody out there under the sound of our voices, and they're listening to us, and they're wondering how can they take their business, their life, their career to the next level. And what they need to realize is that. They, they have to request that. They have to make themselves available in order to receive the help that they need. If you're not available, people can't help you. And you have to make yourself available and accessible. Don't isolate yourself. Uh, make sure that you're, you're available so people can help you. Wonderful. And Wendell, how can they reach you on social media or learn more about you? Okay. Uh, you can, uh, of course, Facebook, Instagram at Wendell Graham. Uh, uh, you can also uh, go to my website at um Slight Edge work, uh, slightedgenow.com, slightedgenow.com. And you can read all about me in my bio and all my information. I do have some products uh, on there as well. But uh, the best way is to, uh, Facebook, you know, uh, friend, send me a friend request and let's stay in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, uh, in our final comments, uh, Maria said critical component of any customer acquisition and retention strategy is providing customers with the means to refer their friends to your business. That's absolute. That's another one we can do a whole show topic on, right? 
is um, really word of mouth and referral. Great show, would love to connect. Awesome, we would love to connect with you, Maria. Uh, Mario says, awesome. Roz is out there. Yes, thank you for posting, slightedgenow.com. Thank you so much, Roz. Um, if you're out there, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our Facebook page so you uh, never miss another show. Like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, coffeewithrondashow.com. If you think you have the right stuff, if you think that you are a coach, a speaker, a leader, a thought leader who would like to come on and share your expertise with our audience, uh, then we would love to have you. You can private message any of the co-hosts here, either Marae, Rob, or myself, and we'd be happy to talk to you about that. So have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. For me, I'm going to end with this. Um, the competitive edge that you bring into any situation is your differentiator. It's your ability to um, really set yourself apart from whether we go with A or whether we go with B, whether they choose you or whether they choose the company up the street. Know what that is, be confident in what that is, and be able to effectively communicate what you are bringing to the table and why you are that differentiator and that difference maker. So I love you all out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Coffee with Rhonda show. Wendell, thank you so much for joining. Pleasure having you on. For everybody out there, we look forward to uh, joining you again. Don't forget, you can still like and share the video and make comments. We definitely will uh, will respond. And um, as you go through and you wrap up, remember to stay positive, be intentional, and express the gratitude uh, for what's around you and what's in your cup both physically and metaphorically speaking. So for all of you out there, we will see you next Saturday. For all of my guests, stay tuned in just a second. Bye, everyone. Have a great, great rest of your Saturday. Good night, Marae. <laughs>